Hello, and welcome to another episode of So Here's the Thing. So the next thing I think we should talk about is the importance of physical health in our community. Mm. Um, you know, what we eat, mm. how we live is really impacting us yes. in our communities. Like we're leading in, in a lot of... <laughs> a lot of disease so so yes. let me just start out by saying i this was one of the topics i wrote down on on this little outline but you know a, the, a couple things i wrote down you know we got the diabetes we got the hypertension <laughs> mm-hmm. we got answers we're leading in but even this was written however long ago i, I was putting these thoughts together but even in this moment in this day the african-american community is like one of the leading in COVID. In COVID, wow. right? So, mm. like, when you think about like the disparity of health within black the Black American community, mm-hmm. and COVID is hopefully going to be gone soon, but we right. will probably be one of the leading, you know, um, communities who has either either caught the disease or died from it. Yeah. Mm. And so, like, how how do we unpack that? Obviously, and I don't. I think we talked about this online or offline, but. You know, there's this idea of mistrust yeah. of the medical community. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, the the things that we should be getting getting taken care of, diabetes. You know, mm-hmm. we can you can you you can see somebody for that. Absolutely, you can you can, you can get on. You know, medicine. And also, that. that these things are preventative. So they, exactly. So it's so often that people equate diabetes and hypertension with being a black person, as if it's a black gene. And it, is not. Not. it is not. It is not. A hundred percent preventative. The reason that we get these diseases is because the systemic racism in America. Yeah, Mm. there are food deserts. Yes, most um, urban communities, Mm -hmm. underserved, underprivileged communities. So wait, but just just a second for those of you who are listening who don't know what this is. As black people, we know. Mm-hmm. We are very familiar with the, the idea of a food desert. Yes, yes. But I want to make sure that our listeners okay. hear this term and know it for what it is, as opposed to having yeah. to go and look it up. So, so explain. A food desert is a place in a um, in any area of vicinity mm-hmm. that doesn't have a grocery store for miles and miles that's um, able for people to get to it easily. Mm-hmm. So there are some communities without a grocery store 10, 20 miles away. Um, it's the same for pharmacies and things like that. And, and mm-hmm. my understanding, I would I would even go further as my my perception of a food desert also includes when you get to that grocery store, fresh produce. Fresh produce. Yes. Fresh right. meat, Correct. right? Yep. Not canned yep. stuff. That's right. Not a stuff, a bunch That's of stuff right. with a bunch of preservatives yeah. that are going to go into your body and cause a lot of these health issues. You got your cancer, you get your yeah. diabetes, your hypertension. Yeah. So all the things that cause the bad stuff are in our communities, and if you, it very you could get to it really quickly. Um, I just want to say really quick shout yeah. out to my older sister who just passed away from uh, pancreatic mm. cancer, mm. and wow. um, it's crazy because she was the person that would go into the corner store and be like, it's malt liquor up and down these aisles, but it's no waters. Mm. And she was always an advocate for health. um, And healthy eating. And healthy eating and drinking water. Mm. Um, But, you know, cancer is one of those things that, you know, sometimes... Discriminate. Right, right, right. And so, but yeah. Tell us her name. Christina Monique Jones. (laughs) Shout out to Christina Christina Monique Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was uh, like me and my wife always had this conversation like, yo, a lot of the stuff that's really, really healthy for you is really, really expensive. Yeah. Mm. A lot of people in the African-American community can't afford to eat healthy. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, so they just do what they have to do. Like I, I'm, I'm at that age and um, I'm at that age where it's time to get the colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. I was literally yeah. just thinking about that. Yeah. So and, and then like I went to get my colonoscopy screen, screen and everything. And it was like, I, I never knew, you knew that they adjusted the age for African-Americans because now you're supposed to get it done at 45 now. Because they say African-Americans are, are so susceptible to getting colon mm-hmm. cancer because of our diets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't know that. Know. They're like, oh, well, I, you know, I got to be 50 when 55, I get it. And then, 65, right, somewhere around there. Yeah. Well, and then even, but the thing also that kills me is like, it's the entire act about it that if you ask a, like your African American man, oh well, you gotta go in. The doctor's gonna put you to sleep. You're gonna put a camera in your ass. You're gonna check and see what's in there. Right. Oh, I ain't getting that shit. What the fuck? Right. When it yeah. 
like, oh well, this is some gay shit. Like, yeah. oh, like get it's like, no, it's health, it's some health it's shit. Preventable <laughs> cancer. Absolutely. It's the most preventable, as I understand mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That yes. as long as you get it checked and, yes. and, and enough time, even if right. they see it, they can get they it can out. Get it and it's, and, right. But right. if they don't check colon cancer, you can right. pass away from something yeah. that's preventable. Yeah, that's preventable. So yeah. um, so so I put this topic down, or I wanted to talk about this. Um, I also wrote down liver disease, obviously, which is um, part and parcel. I wouldn't say they're always the same, but it's part and parcel with alcoholism, mm-hmm. right? Which mm-hmm. also runs in the black community, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's rampant. I didn't start yeah. drinking until I was 25 because I thought that as soon as I had a drink, yeah. I'll become an alcoholic, period. Because right. it's all over the place. Not right? the exact right. same, but yep. I'm sort of the same now. Like, I don't like to drink if I'm sad because my father was an alcoholic mm. and my mother's mm. father was an alcoholic. And I'm just downright scared right. to be right. an alcoholic. I don't want to be an alcoholic. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but I, I did want to um, tie this in to something we were talking about earlier is that... Um, <clears throat> well, a lot of these things are preventable, right? And some of them are somewhat um, in our genes, right? So we talk about sickle cell anemia, yeah. right? That's mm-hmm. more likely mm-hmm. genetically yes. to happen to African-American right. people than not, right? So there's, yes. there's some things. Yes. But a lot of what we're talking about, things being preventable, one has to do with education. Yes. So in yes. the last in several episodes before you were on Brianna, we talked about just educating ourselves as black people, right? Mm-hmm. How we were educated, what health classes we took, what did they tell us, right? Did they tell us about hypertension? No, they were too busy no. telling us about, you know, whatever the hell else was going on. Yeah. The health classes though. Well, they listen. taught us about sex and drugs and everything in elementary school. Oh, what? They taught what? Wow. <laughs> school did you go to? Well, let me tell you, we had this um, duo. They would tell us about drugs and how you shouldn't do drugs mm. and stuff like that. They taught us about STDs. I think I was like in the sixth grade. Mm. So, I, I, well, I did want to talk about that. For, because, so, okay. so, one of the a couple of the ways that I learned about sex in general um, and like what sex was besides health class and my mother eventually having to talk with me was um, media, right? Yeah. So I would look at the the nude channels, mm-hmm. you know, you got your spice, you got your playboy, right, at the end but of I would I, scramble it in between yeah. the cable channels. <laughs> Young people, y'all don't know about it, but I would... I, the U- <laughs> in between the cable channels and there was this one little fuzzy picture of a nipple (laughs) yes if you didn't have cable you were just trying to get this little whatever you would get on showtime or hbo and watch the red shoe diaries i learned about sex through red shoe diaries what is that i am not listen it's it's you gotta google that come on now I learned about uh, um, HIV through Salt and Pepper. They yes. saw, Salt and Pepper had this song called um, "I Have AIDS," mm-hmm. and I knew what AIDS was, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. and they talked about the HIV crisis. My mother gave crisis. us a book about um, sex and AIDS. Really? It was a cartoon book. It was a white book. I'm, I am going to Google this book, but it was it had pictures. And it was naked people and it was about sex. But remember, so I was born in 87. Mm. So I'm like right after like after, the big right. AIDS yeah. and all mm. of that. And so everybody just wanted to do knowledge. There's another book, The Joys of Sex. My mother oh, I know The Joys of Sex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. But I did want to say that so much of my um, perspective of sex as a, as a young person was informed by fear. Yes. Mm. It was it was this is what's going to happen yes. as a well, consequence everything is bad. if you have sex. Bad, bad, right? Bad. It was all negative. I mean it may feel good for that one tiny second, but <laughs> your life will be ruined. Mm. You're going to hell. Yeah. You're going to be labeled as a so-and-so. Right, right. Whatever, whatever the is can I tell you also, Coach, so l- growing up in New York in the 70s and the early 80s. Remember 42nd Street? Mm-hmm. That's like when I first oh, saw yeah. my naked titty. 25 cent, put it in, the door come up, lady there. <laughs> yes, the ladies and you that will see ladies. That is so funny, yes. When That's when, that's like, like before 42nd became all about Disney, 42nd Street was where a lot of young men went and became men. It's what? what it was. 
Yes. Um, and they changed it to Disney Shame. Pretty right much. Shame. Hey, listen, it's well, what, what it was. Side of the coin. Yeah, pretty much. When when I found out, when I truly found out about like STDs was when I was in the service. So after boot camp, when you get your leave, that you get to go out in the town. Yeah. But before you go, they show you this video of what happens what? if you don't protect yourself. Mm. When you out there just with anybody. And they Were they you show like as an adult learning this? Oh my God. I was like, what? <laughs> you know how like before they would tell you, oh, you do that too much, it'll fall off. I was like, come on, it can't oh, fall yes. off. Oh, my and gosh. those pictures. Oh, oh my gosh. And here's the thing, here's the, and uh, let me be frank a little bit. There was one picture, and it stuck in my mind where I think the the like the cliff of his the, the person's nose and lip was gone. Yeah. And I, and and my again, I'm like, how the hell does that happen? Right. When I found out, I was like, oh my god, it could burn off your lip. I was like, come on. If you don't, if you don't get, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, if you don't take care of yourself, yo, if you don't trust somebody in the goddamn medical community <laughs> to give you this shot, sir. You, oh my god, you get yourself messed up and women too. Yo, yeah. Women too. I was mortified when I saw that video. That was the yeah. first time. I'm in the era of the internet too. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, so I didn't I, grow up with the internet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah neither did I. <laughs> you got pictures. It was one time it was like put this into Google and it would be some nasty picture of some mm. STD where the the skin turns blue. Oh, Jesus. It's disgusting. Okay. So <laughs> is that wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> you, the funny shit was that the thing like especially for like women, like it was something like, okay, so after they use the bathroom, if they flush the toilet and you're sitting there, the germ it comes up and it like it affects that whole area and it becomes like this. <laughs> oh my god. I saw I, you know what? I might have to edit this part out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, maybe we went too deep on that, but I was no, like, yo. You know, for my listeners, just for the people who you are listening, to the listener. I just, yeah. I, I know, but I, I know what she's talking about. I don't know what the name of it's called, but, but it was like, yo, I've seen that picture. I've seen it on the internet. <laughs> I've so, seen that picture. So let me see. Um, the other thing that I did not write down, and but I do want to make sure that I touch on to make sure that I give the female perspective. Um, Brittany's supposed to be here, but she's not. Um, I did not know, and shame on me, or shame, shame on the education system, but I didn't know um, what an abortion was oh, really? until I was in my 20s. Mm. I didn't know because wow. it was the, sh the most shamed topic yeah. that nobody yes. wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yep. That everybody does. That, that everybody, you know, was not, I wouldn't say every single person, but certainly. Single. It wouldn't exist like, if it wasn't. It, this is a thing that, and so I, prevalent. And thank God, thank God there that the go. first time I was exposed to like what an abortion was, it was in mm. a positive light. Mm -hmm. It was like, no, this is a, this is a reason for this to happen. Yeah. Because otherwise, I would have been. If somebody showed me a picture, of, yes. like, and just said, "Hey, this is what it is," I'd be like, "Oh my god! Like, yeah. what are yeah. women out here doing? Like, Listen, it'll be terrible." I've, I've never seen the actual picture of it, but I've been in the rooms, and you can hear the sounds, and I'm like, "What the hell are they and they doing?" Mm. And to me, that was like scary enough to be like, "Wow!" And that's why I was like, "Yo." <laughs> you, I don't care what men say. Women are the strongest creatures on That's this goddamn right. earth. Because I'll just say this from a woman's perspective and from a perspective of someone who has had an abortion before, mm -hmm. that in order to make that decision, it's a very, very, very hard decision. Oh, yes. Because as a woman, scientifically and culturally, you are taught that, you know, your you job is to make giver. yes, you right? Make these babies, to create life, right? not destroy life. And I'm sure right. because I just feel like it's times up for people being shamed about stuff yeah, that, absolutely, especially black women. Mm -hmm. Say it again. Enough because um, all cultures do abortion. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And because Planned Parenthood is in our neighborhoods, it's looked at as a black thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Not. It is a choice that every woman has a chance to make. Yeah. So yeah. with that said- Not every woman, because it, it's illegal in I know, many states. Yeah, unfortunately. So there's yes. that. Uh, yeah, which is 
right right very unfortunate yeah yeah but um it is very hard and it's a tough decision because everything tells you that you are supposed to have these babies Mm -hmm. Mm. and when you make that decision mine I was a young girl I was like 17 18 years old Mm. and I was not about to have no child Mm. I hardly could take care of my own self right just wasn't going to do I wasn't didn't want to bring in a child into the world and I just seen my mother struggle and I just made it to 18. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Was right. this from anybody in your family be like, no. oh well, how dare you? <laughs> no, my older sister helped me. She gave mm. me the money mm. and um she made sure I got there. She got me home and my, my sisters took care of me. Mm. And mm. everything was okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. But there it I will say that in many African American communities across our country, you better not have an abortion. Especially yeah. if you're in a religious family. Right. Yeah. My, mother, my mother, we grew up in church as a foundation. Like my family is a church family. Like my my grandmother was the mother and a pastor. My uncle is a bishop. My, my cousins are all pastors and stuff like that. So we grew up in church. Mm. But my mother um, strategically did not impress those um, wrong views on us. Yeah. No, good. No, uh, Robert, were you going to say something? Yeah, I, like when you was talking about like the Christianity religion and stuff, like I know literally there was a, a there's a girl that I work with and her whole purpose for voting for T-Man mm-hmm. was that he was like against abortion. Like, yeah. so mm-hmm. I was like, and and being, and the thing that shocked us, this is a black no. Girl. Oh, white girl. No. She was a Latino. Oh, Latino. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And this was it. And, and the, the thing that killed me about it was that she had friends that was in that DACA program that he was trying to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm wow. like, yo, you're supporting this man only because. Only because. But, but that was her. That was her whole thing. Like, abortion is considered bad and you shouldn't do that. Right. I was like, wow. Right. You know, so to me, that opened my eyes about how strength, how how serious this is in certain communities and yeah, you know yeah. religions and things like that I was like wow the point where is. this person would vote for this man mm-hmm. who would literally get rid of because two of her friends if he could yeah this might take the conversation a little left no, and i don't no, mean no to, no you have to realize how important religion has a hold on people's mm-hmm. character yep. and their psyche of mm-hmm. who they are and yes. this idea of heaven and hell and how so many people's um, um, everyday transactions are dependent De- right. on, on heaven or, or hell, heaven or hell. Right. Wow. Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah. And, and there is something to be said. I just wanted to, if Brittany were here, it would be an interesting conversation because she has a very different view. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is something to be said about not only is it your belief system, mm-hmm. right? But it's your parents' belief system. I'm yes. going to disappoint my parents. Yeah. Right? It's it's not only That's your, where your, your belief, belief system, system comes from. Exactly. Yeah. If they found out that you were out here mm-hmm. on an OnlyFans mm-hmm. or whatever, like, yes. <laughs> like exactly. oh my God. Like, yep. They would exactly. be mortified yeah. because of their religious beliefs. Yeah. And yes. so then you wind up not being able to live your be life yourself. in whatever way that you want Make to live your, your own life. Decisions. Because yes. Of your religious tendencies of your family, yeah, and it's so real. Yeah, it's and and you go and I don't. I come from um, religious background, and so mm-hmm. I can speak on it. But it's so restrictive mm. because um, so often, if I go to church on Sunday, but this two hours I was here has a ruling over the seven days of the week, right. Mm. With limited knowledge, you just heard somebody preach, right? And they told you all the list of things you shouldn't do. Or That's you're the going only to thing hell. you can do. That's the only thing. The only you, thing you can do is you. eat and go right. to church. Right. <laughs> so, right. Pretty much. Wow. <laughs> you know, so. Wow. Um. So. So. Um. I don't know where I was going with that, but it was a, it was an interesting conversation about taking care of ourselves, and I think that the one of the the things that I want to make sure that we take apart, uh, take away from this conversation is um, I'm not going to dance around this. Just black people, take care of your bodies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go to the doctor. Drink some water. Drink some water. Sleep. Yes. Right. If you must drink, do it in moderation. If you must yes. smoke, make sure that you are like not a first of all not around children, not pregnant, but also I mean just just take care of your bodies and love yourself be, and and be cognizant of things that you can prevent, 
Right. There are things that you can prevent for your for your physical health mm-hmm. that don't have to be taught to you, especially in right. the age of the internet. Humans yep. need vegetables. Yes. This sounds like, you know, real like, oh, but no, really. Right, like, right. A lot of people don't know that. Like, you need vegetables. Like, right. We are an organism. We are science. Right. We're standing here like science. So. Right. In order to keep our scientific body going, it needs veggies and water. Mm, and natural, non-cooked fruit and vegetables, right? <laughs> yeah. So not a bunch no, of additives need, in yeah, it. People <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because everybody don't know that. It is well, absolutely a thing. Yeah. Um. So people be like, I eat fruit, and they be talking about like the doggone apple pie that they got <laughs> at the Seven yeah, Eleven, like yeah. like some sort of like, what is this? This is little Debbie, okay? It's not a fruit. It's not, okay? not a fruit, bro. A little Drake's apple pie doesn't count, you know? So we exactly. talked. We talked about the importance, obviously, of, of physical health in the Black community and how we are notorious of not taking care of ourselves. But it doesn't mean that we can't start now. Everything right. about this conversation yes. is about starting now. Okay. Starting yep. the conversations, starting Sorry. new behaviors, mm-hmm. being able to learn from our past experiences. Um, but along with that, along with physical health, is the idea, the importance of mental health. Yeah. Right? Mm. So <laughs> I wrote this down, this idea uh, uh, about learning, uh, moving on up. So you're 18, between 18 and 30, and learning about the importance of mental health in the black community who taught you how to handle stress right how do you how do we teach you how do we learn the tools for effective socializing right Mm -hmm. you can't talk to everybody on 10 right (laughs) right right you're not right and you we talked about this a little bit earlier but you can't talk about talk to everyone i don't care who it is like they're from around the way Mm -hmm. you just just not only is it not socially acceptable, whatever, but they're just not going to understand you. They're right. not going to be able to understand it's what you're saying. It's an effective way of communicating. And then also, and I, and I wrote this down, I just wanted to make sure that we touch on this and I would love to hear you, hear you, hear you all's thoughts. The importance of self-care. Mm-hmm. And when, you, when you're trying to prove or overprove your worth or your work ethic in a world that sees you as less than, mm-hmm. right? So as black, and I, I'm gonna actually gonna start with that. As black men and women about this world, young people or old people, but we're talking about 18 to 30, especially now, um, we have put so much pressure on ourselves in America, black Americans to overachieve, to make sure that we are seen as the shining example of yeah. somebody who made it, who right. has arrived, who mm-hmm. has gotten right. to the next level, who is using all of the knowledge of their ancestors okay. to get up to this next level. But the, the, the issue, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, is that we put so much pressure on ourselves that we forget to take care of ourselves. Yeah. We forget mm-hmm. to put us to pat ourselves on the back. We mm-hmm. forget to say, hey, listen, you got this. And even if you failed at that one thing, you succeeded at the other. You're going to, you're going to, there's a lesson in this. Mm -hmm. So I, I wonder what my, my question to the panel, to the congregation, to the folks out there who are listening, when you want to have these conversations is um, how do we break this cycle? How do we change the hearts and minds of our black brothers and sisters to say, Hey, listen, self-care is important. Taking a day for yourself is important. Being a little bit selfish is important. Okay. It, 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 it's okay. It's, it it's, it wow. doesn't mean that you're a bad black person, black man, or black woman. You, you know, sometimes we need self care. I'll start with. Uh, I guess. I guess. I guess that's hard because it's like you kind of get it from both ends. It's like yo, when when in your own community they think, oh, you think you all that because you this, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're trying so hard to be accepted by this side. Yeah. So it's like okay. Okay, if if I'm not on top of my game, like if, if I don't take a day off, then somebody else gonna take my spot. Right. You know, I gotta I gotta prove my worth to them so they continue to employ me to keep continue to accept me. Mm-hmm. You know, the hardest part about that is like, what's more important? Because I always think that the moment you drop dead, I don't care what job you work at, right? There'll be a there'll be an ad in the paper okay. a week later for your position. No, yeah. the next you know day, twenty one now. They they quicker the now. Day. Right. Yeah, and and for me, it's like my most important thing is that you know 
my kids are grown now and I've enjoyed, you know, seeing them grow up. Now it's about me and my, my wife, just enjoying the time that we have together. I don't want to be that dude that's, babe, I'll be home late for work. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, I want, look, I want to be here. I want to have a sip, drink together, hang out. I want to enjoy life yes. now. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't, I, I don't want to be that dude that's like, yo, I wish I could be home. Or I wish, you know, for whatever reason, she still love enjoy being around me. So guess what? I'm going to enjoy being around her. Yes, right. Yes, right. You know, yes. Roberts' wife. Yes. I don't know what her yes. name is. Her name is Mia. She back there now talking about what she'd shut up. Shut up. No. <laughs> no, but my whole, that, that's, that's always my whole thing. Like once the kids got grown and they's out the house, I'm like, okay, baby, it's about me and you now. Mm. I have to secure me and you so that when we get in that age where, we retired, we can do the traveling. It's all about me and you now. Yes. So for me, yeah. I, I really, at this point, I don't give a fuck what people think about me anymore. Yeah. That's right. yeah. yeah. You know? So, so I, I wanted to touch on something that you said really sort of touched my spirit. Um, this, there, and you didn't say it in exactly this way, but the idea, particularly in the black American community of having arrived, right? Mm. So, at year 49 now, right? Are we, we measure ourselves against what we thought we were gonna be at a certain point, right? right. If you don't have your own house mm -hmm. by 40 or 50, mm -hmm. you haven't arrived. That's right. If mm. you have, if you don't, you know, there's this idea of having arrived instead of saying, you know what, I'm gonna take care of my life. You okay. Outside of anybody ex else's expectations, I don't care if it's a person from around the way, or person who I'm supposed to be doing it for for the culture. Listen, this is my life. Okay. Okay. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna right. live it in the way that I need to live it and take care of myself along the way. I'm yeah. gonna go to Brianna. So one of the things that um, stuck out to me was you said <clears throat> who taught us how to handle stress. Mm, mm. And one thing that I think um, we have to do in order to switch this, you know, start now um, is understand that you did get taught how to handle stress yeah. and it mm. may have been the wrong way. Mm -hmm. But if we don't realize that we're teaching our children by our actions all the time, if you don't know something and you're doing it the wrong way, you're teaching your child that. Yep. So I learned how to handle stress the wrong way. Mm. I like, was just going to say, yeah. I was just going to say, so from your perspective, what is not the wrong way, but, 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 but how a, I, a wrong way? What is yeah. a wrong way? I think internalizing stress yep. is a very bad habit. Mm -hmm. Not expressing yourself is a very bad habit. And common within the mm -hmm. black community. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because who do you tell your woes to? The next person who has the same woes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. or, or anything. Or when is it room to be not perfect? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so... Um, I think that got that. I think that's one of the things in my personal lineage that was passed down, mm. like holding stuff in mm -hmm. and all of that. And mm -hmm. so that's one of the things that I have to be cognizant of for my child, because even though this is my natural way of being in order for me to teach her about stress, I have to be different. You know, it's not mm. about me saying this is how you handle stress, but rather when she sees me handling stress, what am I doing? Mm. Am mm. I internalizing it? Am I cussing people out? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is my way? And yeah. I'm teaching her by actually being being which yeah. way, what one way or the other. Right. Um. Great points. Mm -hmm. Thank mm. you. Yeah. Um, absolutely. The, so, a couple things that you said, and then I'm gonna say in my own way. Um. <laughs> we talk about how we learn how to handle stress, right? Mm -hmm. Um. And internalization, that's what I wanted to get to. Yeah. Internalizing so much of our stress relief. Yeah. So much of this conversation and the conversation that we ha we've had on previous podcasts about the Black experience in America is about secrets. Yeah. It's about holding stuff in. Mm -hmm. It's about not communicating yes. to our mothers, our fathers, our sisters, and our brothers. Hey, this is what's going on with me. Mm -hmm. Whether it's I'm making too little Right. right. We don't talk about our finances, No, right. Wh whether it's I got sexually molested. We don't talk about sex. Right. Mm. Right. Whether it's, 
oh, I'm feeling some type of way. We don't yeah. talk about our mental or physical health. You know, right. I, I might be yeah. having a heart attack right now, but don't the black person around the way. Right. You'll it. never know about it. Like they just won't know. Yeah. And so I just yeah. wanted to touch on this idea that stress, one of the best ways of relieving stress and sort of handling stress is to talk about it, is yeah. to let it out. Yeah. You don't have to tell the whole neighborhood, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Not everybody has to know, yeah. but find somebody. Find somebody. Right? Yes, and, absolutely. And, and it's not, and, and I would say for anybody who's listening, anybody who's listening, this is probably the most important thing that I want to make sure that I get across about this particular topic. It's not about getting advice from somebody else and it's not about somebody yeah. else learning your business. That's right. It's just about you expressing. expressing. You, yes. just, you just say it, mm -hmm. get it off your chest, create it into words so that yes. it's no longer a feeling. Absolutely. And we're on the same page with that because my spirit said the same thing People get so hooked, turned around with, oh, somebody gonna know my business. Right. So what? Everybody doing the same stuff. Right. I'm right. Everybody yeah. is doing the same right. stuff. Right. Everybody knows somebody that did something that you did. Everybody knows somebody who thinking about doing what you did. And it's okay. And it's okay. Or it's even Absolutely. that person that you tell it. Right. Yep. Right. And it's also the fact that people are afraid to feel weak. Yeah. Like or if I let people know what I'm going through, they're like, oh, you weak. You know what I'm saying? You can't handle your own. And that, that's the biggest fear. It's like, oh, yeah. to be perceived as weak. Because yeah. it what how it hinders you is when you can't be honest about where you are in your present moment, you'll never mm. be able to move forward. Mm -hmm. And so that's why a lot of people are feeling like they're spinning their wheels. It's because they can't express themselves and they can't be honest about where they really, yeah. really are. And that, so two other things, and then I'm going to go back to myself again. Um, the first thing is that <laughs> that this idea of sharing ourselves, mm -hmm. right, in whatever way, yeah. right, not everybody has to know your business, but sharing ourselves not only with our closest friends and family, mm -hmm. but saying, you know what, here's this girl at work yeah. that I work with, I'm gonna share this little piece about myself, yes. and then we're gonna get to know each other, yeah. so that you, you build yeah. bonds outside of so you can, your- And it's all, we are all living this individual life. Yeah. And it's all about you. It's um, there is a pastor. His name is Reverend Ike, and he is like a mind science pastor. But he mm -hmm. says you meet no one but yourself. Mm. Everyone that you meet is a reflection of you, oh, or that. either sent here to help you by God, who is all uh, we. We are all one. Mm -hmm. We're all connected, and so everybody who comes into your into your realm of energy. You are expected to share yourself. Yeah, yeah. You're expected Absolutely. to express. So, so that I wanted to say that, but I also wanted to touch on this. Just make sure I touch on this before I go to myself. Mm -hmm. um, and it's sort of related, but how we handle stress, right? Mm -hmm. We um, so much of our selves and how we manage our adult selves, particularly as young people, is predicated by our family because mm -hmm. that's who we grew up with yeah. and our closest friends so if my closest friends pop off and become an alcoholic yeah. and that's how they manage their stress i might learn that yes. behavior because Absolutely. that's my close that's my Absolutely. girl that's my that's my like yeah. you know yeah. that's my bro like that's the person who is going to teach We're in me this together how to manage my stress yeah. exactly yeah so um and it, but it doesn't have to be so Right. No, it so take, I would say, and I know this is hard to hard to do, but take good examples, mm -hmm. but also learn from other people's mistakes. And and learn how to watch yourself because a lot mm -hmm. of times people ask you how do you handle stress, and you don't even know because you don't you you're not used to seeing yourself and watching yourself and being mindful of your actions. Mm -hmm. A lot of people who react to stress in negative ways will swear up and down to you that they're not being negative and they don't they don't yeah. see themselves. Yeah. They can't they don't know how to um, observe themselves. And the other thing that I want to make sure that I touched on was. Um, um, my own experience of the importance of self-care when you're trying to prove or overprove yourself as a yeah. black person in America. Right? Yeah. So here I am. I look like this, right? <laughs> so I am black. I am. I have a youthful appearance, <laughs> right? And um, she laughed like real hard on that. Whatever, part. right? And, and, but I, uh, but I also present myself as uh, generally educated, right? 
So all of those, let's say those three things set up an expectation of how a black educated, mm -hmm. you know, youthful person is supposed to go about the world. And what I mean by that is yeah. I am black. Mm -hmm. So I have known struggle. That is what the general population mm -hmm. sees a black mm -hmm. man as, yeah. right? Mm. I have known struggle and I, I can handle a little bit of extra pushing, right? Right, right. Number, but, true. but number two, I have a youthful appearance. So, oh, okay, well, we can get, we can over, get over on him, him right? He's, he's mm. a young, he that doesn't know. Truth. Listen, I'm yep. 41. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been through some stuff, okay. but you know. I've been here for a minute. <laughs> you look young, right? That's they think that, you know, there's a, there's this perception that you can just get over on okie dokie. Oh, That's no. number two. And then number three, so I'm black, I'm youthful, but I'm also educated, right? So there, there is this idea of once you're black and educated, you have overcome two hurdles in America, mm. and you should which, be all right. And you should be all the way right. right. There should be no right. reason for you to shed a tear, uh -huh. not reason for you to complain. Mm -hmm. If 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 you're if uh, what's the guy's name? Um, Eric Garner, oh. who was selling cigarettes on the street, yep. got shot and killed, mm -hmm. right, by police. That's not your problem because right. that's, that's not, not connected to you, you as mm -hmm. a right. black American, and yep. that's not so. Oh, I it's feel so. every single black yeah. person's pain, right. whether they're killed, brutalized, or whatever in America. Because I'm black and educated does not mean that I don't know the struggles. No. And the, exactly. I am disconnected. Absolutely. Does not mean that. Yep. I, I wanted to make sure that I like said that, expressed that, and yeah. it's okay to feel that. And that's true because... Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. No, excuse me. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. There has been so many times where people have attempted to have conver inappropriate conversations about the Black Lives Matter movement mm. with me because of those things, right. because I'm educated, yes. because I look young, and because you think I'm disconnected from that. Right. But that's why I'm always very open about where I come from. <laughs> right. I'm very, very yeah. open all the time to everybody because I just feel like, no, I am them, and right. they are me. Right. And just yep. because I present in this way, I'm riding with them, right. <laughs> like right. we together. Yeah. Right. You know? right, right, absolutely. Probably that was the whole thing. Like when you talked about that, when you talk about the George Floyd thing, when everybody was marching and everything like that, when you saw the celebrities marching, it was like, well, what do you have to do with this? Like, how does this truly affect you? Like, you're, you're black. Like, you you see Oprah making these statements, and they're like, wait a minute, you're a billionaire, you live on high. Like, this doesn't affect you. Right. They don't understand. Like, yo, we feel like, yo. Black, <laughs> being black, whether you're successful or not, does not take away from your experience that you yeah. experienced yeah. as being black. So, you know what I'm saying? It kind of, no, no, sorry, no, no, no. So it, to me, it kind of went back to when we was talking about in the beginning about like, how do we, how do we feel what's going on with the Asian people that are going through right now? Yeah. Like, yes, Oprah went through what we went through before, but she's not going through that now. But that doesn't mean that she can't march and support right. what's going right. on. And more importantly, it's our duty to help each other. Absolutely. Can't, I'm, I'm one of those people who says this. Your way of supporting may not be marching. Mm -hmm. But if you are vocal on social media, be vocal mm. and express how you really feel because your friends should know how you feel about it. And not just in social media, but in real life. Have a no, conversation. I'm just saying, yeah. whatever your media. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. Because some people may do it in art. Yeah, absolutely. Some people might yeah. write a play about it, but so, it, it all is important. So this is a great, thank you for that yeah. because this is literally, this is off topic. This mm -hmm. is not on the outline, but it's something I talked about you before. Mm -hmm. I talked about with you before. Mm -hmm. This is for the bonus episode. Hey. We're gonna we're gonna do a, a side, side a note for just a second, but we are just over a year now from the death of Breonna Taylor, mm -hmm. right? And for many Black people in America, there has still been no justice mm -hmm. and no peace mm -hmm. for this young lady who was sleeping in her home. In her own home. And was shot and killed mm -hmm. by police. Mm -hmm. Figures in authority, white police no less, but police, right? Mm -hmm. It's both. Mm -hmm. um, and the charges that were brought were yeah. reckless endangerment. For the wall. For the wall. 
not yes. for this black woman's life. And so now we are a year now, of course, quote, COVID has happened. Many other things have happened that have sort of shifted our focus as far as the things that we have emotional capacity to take into, to sort of take in. But yep. Brianna Taylor still no longer lives on this earth, except mm. in our hearts and in our minds. And it is, it, it, it is, it is our duty to, in whatever medium, I have this medium, I have a microphone in front of me, to acknowledge this woman's life and acknowledge the justice that has not been done for her. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to make sure that we paused, took a moment, discussed Rihanna Taylor's situation and, and our situation at large when it comes to um, being Black in America, when it comes to police brutality and 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 police, what, what do you call it? I guess murder, right? It's murder. That's, that's just what it is. How we have to... I mean, we may not see justice for this woman in our lifetime. They right. may reverse a decision 20 years from now and I'll be, you know, who knows? Somebody's grandfather. Somebody's grandfather, hopefully. <laughs> so I'm going to start with Brianna for, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to start with Brianna on Brianna Taylor. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, um, I've been quote unquote woke since I was a little girl. Mm. I had a woke mm. mom, so, but Time and time again, I think that the society shows us blatantly what it is. Yeah. And I Absolutely. don't want to be a person that shares another redundant um, antidote. They don't, we don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> we would yeah. not need to have a Black Lives Matter mantra if we did matter. Right. And I think that trying to hope. I mean, the fibers of our country's being was created off of slavery. Yes. And so in order to change that, we would have to unweave it. And that's yeah. not never going to happen. Not in this country. And the reason why it won't happen is because it would have to admit a wrong. <laughs> exactly. Who, Yo. who wants to take that ill? Right. Who, who wants to be responsible for that? No one. And so I, I just say all of that to say, you know, Unfortunately, um, Queen Brianna Taylor was not the first, and uh, we pray. Sadly, we sadly. pray that she is the last. Yeah. Right. And right. you know, but uh, for your family, I just say to people, for your own family, you just gotta stay prayed up. Yeah, because yeah. it's not. It's it's time out for us to start thinking about what we can do different to make them right. do different to us. Right. That's right. not a such no. thing. That's their, that's their it's not a such thing. Right. We can't control right. if they bust in our house and kill right. us. Right, right. Yeah. And, and, and let me just say this before Robert responds, is that I love that you pray mm -hmm. that she will be the last. Yeah. I love that hope <laughs> energy about you. Yeah. But in my secret, not even so secret, yeah, no. heart of hearts, I know that she will not no, be the not. last. And they made sure of it because she they showed not. us that this person does not get does in not. trouble. A year later. Yeah. So yeah. there's still Robert. there's still black people out there catching hell now, way yeah. after right that now cop. Key, probably. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The thing that scares me about it is that you know America's supposed to be this great country, and it is. Let me tell you, you know, I take nothing away from that. Right. You know, but they're afraid to pull back that that curtain. And show what we really was built on. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why you can have people to say, well, that was back then. Yeah. Why y'all still worried about that? Mm -hmm. Well, listen, that that's the core of this country. Yeah. Y'all mm -hmm. have you have not respected us as people from day one when we came over here on well, when we was forced to come over here on them Trick ships. Trick you know, yeah. And then they'll take and then they'll take a look at Brianna's family and be like, oh, well. They got twenty six million from the cut the state. They should be happy. Right. Well, guess what? Twenty six million don't give you Brianna Taylor back. Right, and and they don't and that's a small step. Priceless. We should be compensated because she was wrongfully taken off this earth. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And the thing that really pissed me off about it, and I hate to say, oh, because you know he was a brother, this, that, and the other, that he should stand with us. But I'm like my dude. I know. The attorney general in Kentucky, you saw what happened. Oh my god. And you oh gonna god. sit out there and pump your chest like, oh well, we did this, that, and the other. And I mean, that's Daniel and, Cameron, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, let me make sure I call his name. Okay. Up. Daniel yeah. Cameron. If that's, yes. if that's, if that's, that's your real name. Yes. 
I feel that's the biggest struggle because when you finally have somebody that looks like you in power that can maybe push the envelope a little bit more for you, right. he sits back and like, I don't want to lose what I have. Yeah. Right. But it's okay. You know, you you know someone got killed in cold blood and you don't want to defend that because you're afraid of what you're going to lose. Yeah. How about what what she lost well, or her family you know, lost? In her entire life. Or, and so, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, or your morals. Right. Absolutely. 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 So here's the thing, right? The thing is that um, first of all, thank you, Brianna, for being on the podcast. Thank you, Robert. Um, and we have thank one you more for having me back. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, we have one more topic to cover. I know that this was supposed to be your topic, but I'm gonna I, I wrote this down and I'm gonna dovetail this into what we're talking about. The last topic that I wanted to touch on, and it ties in perfectly to what we were just talking about. It says moving on up and learning about the importance of emotional health and well-being in Black lives, right? How do we express negative emotions, frustration, fear, anger as a Black man or woman? So here we are. Mm -hmm. We went off on a tangent. We had this conversation about Breonna Taylor, Mm -hmm. right? Mm. And her life being taken. Someone who might listen to this, who doesn't get the same context might listen to that listen to us and think that we're angry Mm. unnecessarily we're we we are not saying what we really feel and mean Mm. we're either either overstating or over exaggerating this woman's life and so as a black person in america we have to navigate how other people or we now wouldn't say have to but we choose to navigate mm-hmm. how other people are going to perceive no i really feel like that was my sister brianna died right, okay right, right. i can say right. that mm-hmm. and it's okay yeah. right right yep. so i i, I want to make sure that when we talk about our physical health and our emotional health we also talk about our emotional health it's important it's if if there's one thing I I already talked about the one thing that I wanted people to take away from this but the second thing is emotional health being able to really empathize and or sympathize whether or not she's your sister she could be your daughter she could be your co-worker this woman lost her life Mm -hmm. and it Mm. does it's not just relegated to Breonna Taylor it's not just black people but like how are we supposed to I'm going to start with negative emotion. How do you find yourself, Robert, and then I'm going to mm-hmm. go to Brianna, um, expressing negative emotion to Black people and to, to non-Black people? I'll start with that. Wow. Is um, it, and, it's, and is it different? Do you express it the same? I do. Mm-hmm. I express my, my I, negative I, emotion differently mm-hmm. with Black people. Than I, I listen, I think black. so because I, and I think you touched on it because it's like, yeah, I don't know Brianna Taylor. I don't know George Floyd. Yeah. I ain't know Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. But all I do know is that we share one thing in common. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The fear of being black in America. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, stop telling me to, you know, forget about 400 years of what this country's done to us. Right. Stop telling me, oh, well, how do you, how are you upset about what happened to her? She's not a family member. You don't know her. You know what I'm saying? Stop telling me how to feel because guess what? I have I have family. It can happen to anyone in my family at any given time. Fortunately, knock on wood, it hasn't. Right. But that doesn't mean that it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. The one thing mm-hmm. is that if if we felt that this was just a once in a lifetime thing, maybe. Right. But right. when you can continuously see it happening over and over and over, set your watch by like it's all. <laughs> Yeah. You, know, you you get so afraid to wait now you have to be bracing you yeah. have to be like yo what the hell is going the fuck on like why why you you start asking the question what did i ever do to you to hate me so fucking much yeah yeah you know and and to to a bunch of people to a community that was brought here forcefully right. we didn't ask to fucking be here you decided, hey, this is cheap labor. Let's bring them here, work what we need to work, and then get rid of them. Well, shit, guess what? After we were done, you didn't supply the ships to bring us the fuck back. Right, right. So, now so just- my whole thing is that, listen, stop yeah. asking me to stop feeling hurt and pain and fear 
because you doing shit to the people that look just like me. So do you find yourself um, expressing that emotion, that idea, this, this expression differently to black people than you do to white people? I express or that to everybody I speak to. Mm -hmm. Anybody that'll sit there and be like, well, you know, maybe she did this wrong. Maybe she did that wrong. Nah, mm -hmm. she didn't do anything wrong. She was sleep. How the fuck you do something wrong when you sleeping? Yeah. So I express that same kind of hatred and anger when people of whoever asks me, like, dude, you, you can't ask me to feel any other kind of way. And if you don't feel this kind of way, my question to you is like, why? Why don't you? Right. And let me ask one other question. When you were, we're at moving on up, so we're between 18 and 30, did you mm -hmm. feel a similar sort of bravery about yourself that you would at 25 say to your co-worker listen Brianna Taylor died okay I need you to feel something about it. like would you <laughs> would you would you there is something about navigating the either corporate world or just the friend world of like I don't know how people are gonna so I don't know if I can express Am I myself to express right I, really I got you yeah, absolutely when like when I was young I, I was young when the whole thing with OJ Simpson happened oh yeah I actually worked in a law firm mm -hmm. and when the verdict came out and it was like yo he's free he was, i was like yeah I, I i felt pride i was like yo finally mm -hmm. you know in my mind i was like finally mm -hmm. somebody that looks like me got away with some shit he wasn't supposed to <laughs> and maybe that was wrong at the time right maybe that was maybe i was wrong at the time but it was like a big fuck you in their face like yo we've been struck like yeah. Yo, any other day that man would have been strung up by his fucking ankles. Yeah. He got away with something. None of they tried today. <laughs> oh, you know, and, and it was like, yo, it, the and the reason I felt that was it was like, yo, y'all sitting here mad because he got off on it. But I'm like, guess what? This is how we feel every time we watch the move the, the TV and we see y'all do the shit y'all do and y'all walk away, no problem. Right. This is how we feel when the chief of police in Atlanta says, hey. He's having a bad day. This is on. That's how we feel. I was gonna say on a on a on a, a bonus episode, we talked about what if OJ just had a bad day. <laughs> what if he? Oh, okay, okay. Well, you know, had a bad day. What, what, when he was when he was broadcasting on CBS, somebody called him a bad name. He went home, beat the shit out of his wife. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's having a bad day. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so that uh, Brianna, tell us tell us about how you find yourself mm -hmm. expressing negative emotion and whether or not that is different. Uh, uh, within the uh, black community versus mm -hmm. sort of other communities. Yeah. So for me, I have. And this is a spiritual advisor. <laughs> Be spiritual advisor at gmail.com. I had right. to um, learn how to identify my emotions. Mm. I think mm. so often we're told that this is how you feel after this happened. Right. This is how you feel after this happened. And either if, if it's by your family or your friends, your community, or what you watch on TV. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. the media really has an impact on people's lives. And so what I feel about these situations is it's not anger no more. Mm. It's mm. more like a sadness and disgust. And I really, I really feel, um, I feel upset that our people are still, um, what I feel like so bought into the idea that we want what they have. Mm. Mm. And that we want them to accept us, you know, mm. and I'm, I mean, I, I agree fighting for wanting them to respect us and treat us right. Mm -hmm. But this idea that we want them to like us, that yeah. is neither here nor there. Mm. Like we are the culture bringers. Mm -hmm. They Listen, we want what they have and they want what we have. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and what they want is us. And so all we want is ourselves. And we have to realize that, that we are the answer. Mm. And so that's why I feel sadness for our people is because, you know, they killing us. But I'm very proud of our people, too, because there are tons of Black militias that will not be standing by for, for people hurting us no more. And mm -hmm. I'm very glad about that. Yeah, <laughs> so, so do you feel like, um, and I asked Robert the same question, actually two, two questions. Do, is, or is your expression of your quote unquote negative emotion different, <laughs> right? When you talk to white people or other people who are not black and is it different, you're past 30. So mm -hmm. is it different now mm -hmm. versus when you were younger? Yeah, so 
how I express is different now than I'm older, period. Yeah. I think with age comes a little bit of a like um, comfortability mm-hmm. with who you are and how you feel. And like Robert said, I don't give a fuck how nobody feels type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is what it is. This is me. And so I think with that, I can communicate to anybody what I need to, yeah. no matter whether they're black or white. And in topics, sensitive topics like race, I, I, it depends. So like if it's an aggressive white person who's just so ignorant, yeah. then I meet them at their energy. Mm-hmm. But if it's a white person who is just um, ignorant, I, I know how to balance that. And so what I would say to an angry white person or angry racist white person, mm-hmm. it's something totally different. I would say to an ignorant, not, you know, person who just does not know. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, to my people, I always got love for my people. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm going to talk about my thing and we're actually over time, but okay. um, we're going to wrap this up. Um, and I'm going to talk about my thing and then we're going to wrap it up. The first thing is um, I, as a young person, young Black, African-American person, whatever you want to call them, did find myself often, often biting my tongue mm-hmm. in the workplace, mm-hmm. not knowing how to navigate either a dating situation or a friend situation where somebody would say something racist or sort of off color. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to say or how to say or what to do, right? Mm-hmm. But as, a, as an older person, and I want to impart this to people who are young now, like, no, be bold. Yeah. Speak your truth. Mm-hmm. Talk about yourself as a Black American. Yeah. And whatever your expression of that is, whether it's negative or positive, mm-hmm. that's no, never mind. This is your truth. Yeah. And then the last thing that I, I wanted to make sure that we touched on before I left this podcast is how we express Black love to each other, right? Mm-hmm. So outside of sex and or money, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna give you a little $20 here or I'm gonna you know, take you to the bedroom. I wanna make sure that you, Robert, feel loved, Brianna feels loved, and every person, black person specifically that I come across, that I am exuding some type of love. And, and that means telling somebody, hey, listen, I love you, mm-hmm. right? Don't, I don't be, I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And this is why, yeah. right? Yeah. I love your company and this mm-hmm. is why. Yeah. You yes. matter to me. Yeah. And this, we talk about black lives mattering, mm-hmm. but we need to let each other know. Absolutely. That right. like your life matters to me mm-hmm. and this is yes. why, mm-hmm. right? So I just wanted yep. to make sure that each of you had an opportunity to mm-hmm. know that I love you, but also express it in your own ways and give us some parting words on that. And I'm going to start with Brianna. I love telling people that I appreciate them yeah. and how I feel about them. Um, my best friend calls me mushy all the time because I'll like bust out. Like, I just want you to know that I really love you so much. You are very important to me. And I think it has a lot to do with a lot of death that I've experienced, mm, yeah. but mm. also because you just don't never know. And I never want to be the type of person where somebody be like, Oh, I didn't know you felt that way. Or mm. all these years, mm, no, right, I'd rather right. just be like, I really appreciate you, right, you know. So. Right, right, and particularly in the black community, we have we we talked about this earlier, not expressing ourselves. Yeah. We have yep. so many secrets and so many things that we don't want people to know my business. Yeah. I want everybody listening to this podcast to <laughs> this, know this my this, business. my business is that I love Brianna. <laughs> my business is that I love Robert. Yes. Okay, okay, that's my business. business. You want to know my business? That's what it is. What business you in? Yeah, so Robert, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna let you speak go ahead one of my things is that like i i you know i've always been the type of person that i try to be that type of person that just express who i am only because i think the way when i express things to you if i say hey marquise i love you hey brianna i love you i think you can be in a shitty world right now and somebody say hey listen i got you i love you yeah. that can make a difference it really can. so like i always think that if, if we express some kind of gratitude to people, like I like I drive to work and I go through the toll booth people and when I say thank you, I like have a good day. Yes. I think that my to, to affect their lives in that way, that's how you can get people to feel a different way. That's why that's how you can chip away a little bit at that hate. Because it's like, mm-hmm. yo, this stranger, I don't know if he said thank you. He said, Listen, I appreciate what you do. So now I'm hoping when I leave that toll booth. The dude behind me, you'll be like, hey, thank you. Have a great day. Mm -hmm. So I try to impress on people that sometimes it's okay to be who you are. Like, I I think that's one of the main reasons why I've been married 22 years, because I've been who I am. I told my wife from day one, 
I'm not going to bring you flowers every fucking day that we together. I'm not going to take you out, but I'm going to love you unconditionally. So she knew who she was getting from me day one. But Robert, right quick, can you make sure you bring her some flowers this week? <laughs> oh, okay, hold on. Uh, I bought a car yesterday. Okay, all right, good. All right, good. All right. All right. So, you know, I'm, just, I'm pretty, look, I can take the car back, get the flowers, a whole lot cheaper. Don't have her mad with me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's like, listen, I just think that if we are who we are, people will know truly who we are. There's no guessing game. Right. Yeah. And if you accept me, that's what you get. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Robert and Brianna. This has been a robust conversation. I know we're over time. But this has been probably my best yet. I'm so thrilled. I'm um, this has been another episode of So Here's the Thing. Um, and we will talk to you soon. We have more topics to discuss. So thank you so much. And good night. Mm -hmm.